Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. Today I want to talk about how to quiet down the mental chatter, especially at night. How do we get, how do we get rid of those racing thoughts, right? How do we get rid of the worry, the anxiety, the, the, the loop of what someone said or did or what we said or did from earlier? Why are we having these thoughts at night? Like, I don't notice them during the day. I don't notice them as I'm, as I'm, as I'm driving to work, you know, listening to Cardi B or taking care of Mama. Like, I, I don't notice it during the day while I'm scrolling on Instagram. But as soon as I, as soon as I want to get some rest, as soon as I want to be undisturbed and relaxed, all of a sudden, my body is still but my mind is racing. What was going on? When we look at, if, if you're that person who has that mental chatter, the, the ruminating thoughts, the, the loop of that thing that someone, that guy that cut you off earlier, you're like, why did they do that? Um, when we look at it, typically these, this mental chatter, these racing thoughts are caused by stress, anxiety, uh, some mental health conditions, whether, you know, maybe we're going through a depressive episode or bipolar or we have, you know, we're struggling with OCD. It could be medications, right? If you switch medications, that could link to it. Or if you're like a lot of Americans or a lot of people throughout the world, caffeine, that's right. Remember, caffeine speeds things up and that includes your thoughts. And that's why, like, the thoughts just seem to be racing or on loop. And you're like, but why don't I notice this during the day? Because during the day, we're distracted. We're distracted with work. We're distracted with caring for, you know, family and friends. With screen time, you know, playing uh, Wordle or, uh, what is it, Fruit Ninja or, uh, or Bobble or whatever game you're playing. Uh, or, or Medal of Honor, right? You might, you might be a gamer. You might be on that World of Warcraft or something. And then also during the day, we're just going from one thing to the next. And so we have all these distractions, these things that are engaging our mind, body, and, and brain. So there's no room for the thoughts. There's no room for us to actually process um, our difficult emotions, our worries. There's no room for it. We're, we're filling it with all this uh, external noise, right? So then when we get in that bed and it's dark, and we're alone. Maybe you have somebody laying next to you, but you know, in your mind, in your body, like your your brain is like, oh, we're alone now. The thoughts are like, oh yeah, here's what here's what I've been trying to tell you all day, and and now it's about to lay it on you, right? And it's important that we handle these uh, um, this mental chatter, these ruminating thoughts, because otherwise, you know, we're gonna turn. We're going to turn to some negative ways to cope with it, right? We're, and, and I'm going to share with you some of the ways that, uh, you know, people cope with it in a, in a way that's detrimental, but then we'll also obviously get into ways to cope with the mental chatter. So substance abuse, right, where you have this mental chatter, these ruminating thoughts, and then you're like, well, I'm, I'm, let me, you know, take a couple um, shots of, of this or that. Let me 
you might because like sometimes the, the ruminating thoughts are like grieving or grief or regret right of something you said or did or or hurt or angst and so you know we might go to the substances we might go to the the food the the drugs the alcohol the pills or what have you and obviously um, that's not going to be the best way to handle it you know we're just looking for an escape a way to numb our thoughts uh, and, and emotions temporarily but we know that the the damage from that that long-term use of substances um, can be permanent it can it can it can it can really exacerbate all of our problems right and then you know we try to avoid it we try to go ah, you know put it putting our fingers in our ears ah, ah, ah. We, uh, we just try to avoid it we just lay there and um, start thinking about something else but we don't really address the issue we don't really handle it we just suffer through the mental chatter, the ruminating thoughts, and instead of uh, you know engaging and being proactive and addressing whatever's happening, we just kind of hope it goes away, which obviously it never does. It's kind of like a kid asking you why, 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 why. They're going to keep <laughs> they're going to keep coming. They're like little robots, right? Some people go to self harm. The, the the mental chatter, the noise, especially if you're struggling with PTSD, you might you know resort to cutting or burning or some form of of self injury, or you might even see like an increase in in risk taking behavior. So you know when we look at the the ways that people turn uh, to 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 deal with the mental chatter, it could we see how it could really cause more damage than good it, you know and then you have like excessive consumption television watching video games anything to drown out the noise we isolate ourselves we might even explode and get angry with other people because that mental chatter the ruminating thoughts is not really allowing us to sleep and because we're not really confronting it coping with it in a very healthy way we end up uh, with the inability to regulate our emotions, right? And so then we start blaming other people or we overwork, right? We overwork or overtrain to to quiet down that mental chatter. So what do we do? Because, you know, none of that sounds appealing when, when we think about it. I'm going to give you 10 ways to cope with the mental chatter, right? The one is what I typically do on most nights is I ask myself, questions. So instead of think, I want you to think about your mental chatter, your thoughts as uh, a kid, right? An outside entity that's trying to talk to you, is trying to communicate with you. And so either when you have a kid, if you have a kid, you know that, or, or, or as a dog, right? You can think about it as a red dog. I, I think that, that that's more in line where if you don't play with the dog, if you don't take the dog for a walk, if you like that dog is going to cause you problems, right? That dog is going to um, chew up furniture, is going to poop around the house, is going to bark at people it shouldn't be barking at. Like if we don't find a way to engage with our, with our dog and play with our dog, then uh, it's not going to let us sleep. It's, it's not going to be on a uh, – because we haven't taken it for a walk, we haven't allowed it to burn off its energy. So – now is going to be up at night when we're trying to sleep. You know, we, we, we just um, 
not just got a dog, but our, I think we've had our uh, our dog for two years now. And we know we have to get up and walk that dog as early as possible, play with it. Um, you know, we have to at least take it for like 10,000 steps a day just to make sure that it can it can settle down and ease into bed at night. Humans are, are the same. Like, we need to move. And if we don't find ourselves physically, emotionally, and mentally engaged, then um, we're going to find ourselves struggling to sleep at night. So the first way that I cope with it is I ask myself four questions. What was my biggest challenge today? What brought me delight? What made me laugh? And what am I looking forward to? And I've brought this up in, in past episodes, um, but as a refresher, th- those four questions engage my brain. And it gives me space. I'm, I'm giving my brain space to talk to me about what was my biggest challenge instead of waiting for my brain to be like, all right, now that I got you, now that you're alone, now that you're in this dark room and you're laying down and there's no other distractions, let me tell you about my day. It's like, let me dictate the conversation let me dictate the the rumination and the mental chatter versus waiting for you to just barge into my office that's what it feels like right and and telling me whatever you want to tell me first i want to know what was my biggest challenge today right was my biggest challenge uh going to the gym was it working out at the gym was it uh you know dealing with a meeting or some conflict resolution that came up. Maybe it was a physical challenge, right? Maybe my, my, my back was bothering me throughout the day. Like, what was your biggest challenge? Maybe it was, it was eating or, um, uh, you know, sitting through a conversation with a friend that you didn't really want to, setting boundaries. What was your biggest challenge of the day? And then what brought you delight, right? What, were the, what was the thing that you were like, oh, this is the best part of my day. Like, that was really cool that, um, you know, I got a raise or that uh, I got a hug or someone made me feel heard. They, I felt validated or I was acknowledged at work. Like what brought me delight? And then what made me laugh? And not only what made me laugh, but I also like to think about, did I have a shared laugh, right? Did I laugh with someone else? Because that's beautiful, right? Laughing on your own is great. But when if you get to laugh with that that belly laugh, when I see, um, I was at the the farmers market the other day and I saw these two girls having the best belly laugh ever, and I was like, ah, oh, I love that. Where you're you're you got tears coming down your eyes, your stomach hurts, you're moving like you're you're kind of bowled over, it, and you're just in the moment, right? That shared laugh, and then the last question is, what am I looking forward to? To remind myself that as much as, you know, I may be worrying about today because your brain loves to worry, right, about all the things you got to do the next day, is there is something that I'm looking forward to. And if there isn't, I need to create that. I need to create, whether it's uh, scheduling uh, lunch with a friend or going to a movie or uh, volunteering or doing something for someone else. I need to create that thing to look forward to. So it's always a reminder to me that um, I need to have that in my day, right? So that I'm not just worried about tomorrow. I'm actually looking forward to tomorrow. The second thing I do to 
to uh, for mental chatter at night is I will list 30 words that start with the letter A. And I'll do that with B, and I'll do that with C. And then you can do that with D around uh, A, I, around I gets, but you'll notice that by the time you get to C, your brain will feel tired. It'll be like, all right, man, I'm going to sleep. It's kind of like running a dog uh, around the track a few laps because now your brain is actually thinking. So any, it doesn't matter what the third, it could be positive words, negative words, you know, um, whatever the words are. It could be formal, you know, you could be like Alabama, allegory, uh, artichoke, ankle, awesome. Um, but you just can't do conjunctions. You can't be like are, aren't, right? Those, those don't count as two words. Um, and then the third thing that I do is I tune in to my senses, right? Tuning into my senses is like, what do I see? What do I smell? What do I taste? What do I hear? What do I feel? Like that really allows me to get into my body, right? Um, for a lot of uh, uh, women, I, I don't want to say women, for people who have more feminine energy, if you have more feminine energy, it doesn't matter if you're a man or woman, if you have more feminine energy, chances are at night you need to find ways to get into your body because you spend so much time expanded in thinking about others and doing for others, it really becomes imperative to get into your body. But if you have more masculine energy, right, then you uh, want to find a way to dissociate from your body, to, to kind of get out of your body. This is why they find that, I know this is a, a little sidebar, that women do better with MDMA and men do better with ayahuasca because ayahuasca is more dissociative and MDMA is more in, uh, uh, more embodying, right? So for with feminine energy, you want to come into your body, uh, right? And then if you have masculine energy, you want to find a way to dissociate and um, kind of get that bird's eye view, that that astral projection. Um, and and I would I would have to bring somebody because I've never done MDMA or uh, ayahuasca, but this is what I've heard from numerous sources, right? Uh, so tuning into your senses, and then uh, journal with your non-dominant hand, right? Don't journal like right before bed. It's a way of dumping, right? You have all these thoughts, all these energies, all these worries, all these things in your head. Instead of journaling with your, your dominant hand, journal with your non-dominant hand because that engages the body, it engages your mind, and it's not about it looking good or what you say. Just freestyle write for a page. Just fill up an entire page with your non-dominant hand right before bed just as a, a emptying out. And the other way you can journal before bed if that doesn't work for you is remember journaling, journal, journey is about writing the journey of your day, right? So basically journaling is not like, oh, I feel so sad. It's really about taking note of what you did that day. What was your journey of the day? What time did you wake up? What did you eat? Where did you go? What were your thoughts? What, uh, who did you meet? What did you talk about? 
What did you watch? What did you read? What did you do? What was your journey of the day? That's what a journal is for, right? And then in, in that, after you've written out your, either you've written with your non-dominant hand or you've written your journey of the day, and you could be as detailed as you want. I label mine uh, one through 10 and try to list out 10 things that I did that day or noticed that day from an objective point of view. And then I will write out, what are my plans for tomorrow? Like, what are the, what are the, the one to three things that have to be done tomorrow? And that way, I'm not worried about it. It's out of my head, right? And onto the page. The page has it. I trust the page. And in the morning, I can just grab that and then get going with my day. Number five way of getting out your head, digging dirt. Now, obviously, you're not going to dig in dirt uh, you know, while you're in bed. But if during the day, remember we talked about mental chatter as uh, and those ruminating thoughts at night being the result of just distracting ourselves so much and not really giving our space or allowing ourselves space to talk to ourselves and connect with ourselves. By digging in dirt, that's how we feel more connected to ourselves and to our community. We see those little microorganisms running around. And this isn't like you got to you just play in dirt like a kid. You can grab a shovel, grab a stick, or you can go to the beach and dig in the sand and if you do this for five minutes, 10 minutes, you're just trying to create these pockets of peace for yourself throughout the day so that it's not all built up and then uh, uh, besieging you. I don't know if besieging is a word. You at night, it, it's, it's not, you know, kicking in your office door and, um, and attacking you, right? So if we let the air out in these, because what do we typically do? Even if you get a bathroom break or a lunch break, we distract ourselves. We go in the bathroom, we get on our phone, or we, we go on lunch and we get on our phone, and we're not really just allowing ourselves to let our mind wander, to check in with ourselves, to see, hey, how do I feel? How am I, how am I coping with my day so far, right? And you can do that in tiny increments throughout the day so it doesn't build up. Uh, number six, read literature before bed, not self-help literature. Because reading literature, especially really good literature, um, I'm always going to refer to the classics, it allows our brain to empathize with someone else, to think about someone else versus ourselves. We can get a bit too self-absorbed about what we need to do or what we haven't do. Um, and that's why I don't recommend self-help books during the night. If you're going to read self-help, read it during the day or in the morning. Read self-help in the morning read practical stuff during the day, and then read stories at night. So when I say practical stuff during the day, what I mean is if you are a personal trainer, right? If you're a personal trainer, in the morning, you'd read a self-help book, you know, like um, uh, something, you know, the, the, um, like a Zen book or the Bible or just something like a gratitude book, just something, you know, kind of self-helpy, Adam, Adam Grant. And then during the day, you'd read something practical, meaning something that will teach you um, or give you information about how to be a better personal trainer, whether it's exercises or how to communicate more effectively. Those are practical things related to your work. So reading work stuff during the day 
and then you're reading literature at night. So self-help in the morning to kind of start your day, you know, get that quick little blurb, that, that, that little Osho reading or whatever, and then your practical stuff in the day and your uh, literature at night. Um, and then number seven, music before bed. Get you, a little, get you a little dance on a little bit. Not too much, but, you know, just, you know, last night, Michelle and I, we had, um, uh, uh, we were watching uh, Masego, M-A-S-E-G-O, and we put him on YouTube, and we just, like, let the YouTube algorithm play whatever the next video was. Oh, man, it was, it was great. Now, we didn't get up and dance, but it, it was just a nice vibe. It was a nice way, you know, I was, like, you know, bobbing my head, moving my body. And we were just like, oh, this is beautiful, you know. So a little music before bed, just something light, chill, some bossa nova, something that gets you in your body, right, gets you swaying back and forth. It, you know, instead of, you know, watching a, a murder mystery or something that's going to get your heart rate up and have you terrified to, to, to close your doors and cut the lights out, right? Um, and number eight, exercise. If you can exercise outdoor with others during the day, that's great. And the reason why, exercise gets us into our body. It helps us to release energy and endorphins. It has us feeling good. When we're outdoors, we get that vitamin D from the sun. And then if we are working out outdoors with other people, chances are we are having these tiny little conversations that allow us to air out some of our thoughts, our worries, our ideas, our anxieties, instead of it all being bottled up. Because, um, you know, so many people work from home now. They've lost that uh, community, uh, that, that, that those, the, the opportunities to really kind of air out some of their grievances, uh, but also what they're excited for and, and getting those high fives, right? So if you can exercise outdoor with others, that is optimal. But if not, just exercise. If you're not, exercise outdoors. Exercise outdoors. So like when I go for a walk in the morning, I'm outside, I'm walking, I'm exercising. And then because, you know, I'm, I know some of the neighbors now, um, I essentially feel like I'm working out with others because I stop and I talk and we chat and, and yada, yada. So it checks all the boxes, um, which brings me to number nine. You may need to stretch before bed because sometimes the ruminating thoughts, the mental chatter is a result of a lot of physical pain that we're in. And if we've been sitting all day in our chair, in the car, at the office, uh, what have you, then our back, our hips, our neck, all that starts to bother us. And, and it, it, manifest, it could manifest in mental chatter. So make sure you're stretching. And then number 10, help someone, right? When we help someone, it lessens the feelings of loneliness. It boosts our heart health and immune response. Um, and, and we could even help someone by spending money on someone. Think about um, what you can do for other people. A lot of times we feel we can feel like helpless or hopeless um, in our lives. And we forget that we can be of value to other people. Maybe we can't address our issue or tackle it head on ourselves immediately. But uh, being of service to other people gets us from not thinking about ourselves to thinking about other people and be like, oh. And then when we think about the smile that will put on their face if we do this for them 
or the hug that we'll receive. It, it, it's just, it multiplies. The feel-good chemicals start to release. And then it relaxes our mind and reduces our worries. So basically, if there's anything I want you to take away from this, recognize that the mental chatter that you're experiencing at night, those ruminating thoughts require a preemptive strike. Don't wait till you get in bed to try to cope with it with substances uh, or food or, you know, just scrolling, you know, grabbing your cell phone, just scrolling on it through the wee hours of the night. The ruminating thoughts need to be addressed from the moment we wake up. We must exercise our dogs, take them for a walk, exercise them, engage them, and then also give them time to relax, to take a nap. We have to give our dog Mila a nap, right? She has to kind of uh, relax. So find a way to create space for your thoughts and your ideas and your emotions to breathe throughout the day so it doesn't all build up and attack you at night. I appreciate you taking this time to connect with me, to bond with me. Uh, please take seven seconds and share this episode with one other person. One other person. That way you can have a discussion about, hey, are you struggling with ruminating thoughts? Because I do. And then how do you, what works for you and what doesn't work for you? That's a great way to, to uh, connect with other people. What works, what doesn't work. Um, and, uh, and that way you will feel less alone in your journey, right? And then you can journal about that. Ah, look at that. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Remember, this podcast is not a substitute for you calling the 988 or any of the other 800 numbers. You can chat, call, text. You can go to thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one coaching with yours truly. Let's get to tomorrow together.